Hey y'all, hope y'all having a very good day. And welcome back to Money Mindset Thursdays. So Money Mindset Thursdays is a live edition of Financially Free with Cleo podcast. So I'm going to be talking about budgeting today. So I recently reviewed an article that talked about budgeting myths. And that's what I'm going to talk about today because I know sometimes we can get overwhelmed. We can kind of get um, frustrated when it comes to creating a budget. But I just want you to know that it doesn't have to be um, difficult or hard. It just takes time to kind of build your budgeting muscle in order to be consistent with it. Um, so, and of course, uh, I'll share this uh, link to the article in the show notes after we're done here. But I'm just going to start off with the first myth. There's about 10 budgeting myths on here. So I feel like this will be really helpful if you are someone who is either new to budgeting or maybe you've been budgeting before, but you're kind of off and on with it or you kind of struggle with it. And that's okay because we're all human, right? None of us are perfect. And there's just not only one way to budget, there's different types of way of budgeting. And all of our lifestyles are different. So don't feel um, bad or don't feel like you're not smart enough or don't feel any negative feelings around it because today is a new day to start fresh and start a different mindset with our budgeting. All right, so the first myth that they shared is I don't have time to budget. Now, I know I did struggle with this too. I felt like, because when I thought about budgeting, I automatically thought, okay, I got to set some time, you know, I got to work. My daughter got all these activities. Then I, I like, I got to run errands. And then each time I thought about doing it, I would always roll it over to the next day. I would say, well, I kind of ran out of time. It's seven o'clock at night now. Let me do it tomorrow before work. Or let me do it on my break. Or let me do it after work tomorrow. And it just turned into a cycle of never making time for it. Um, so when I started my journey of, you know, learning how to budget, I did make that excuse that I didn't have the time. But what I realized, y'all, is that we make time for what we want. And sometimes we have to make time for things that may not be attractive or fun or appealing at first, but you have to start understanding, okay, I may not like this budgeting thing, but what is budgeting going to lead me to? What is it going to help me accomplish? So when you start thinking about your money goals and your life goals, you start to realize, okay, I don't really like budgeting, but let me try to figure this out because I know budgeting is going to get me to, you know, earning more money or managing my money better, or budgeting is going to get me that higher income at my current job or get me a new job or start a business because we can't be blessed with more money to work with if we're not already taking care of the money that we already have. So you got to make space for it in your life. You have to make time for it. Just like we make time to do all these other things in our personal life and business, we have to make time for budgeting. And this doesn't mean it has to be a long drawn out process and you don't have to do everything in one sitting. You can simply set a time every week to check in with yourself, those money dates, right? And you can create the budget in one meeting and you can have the next week, you can have another meeting where you're actually making a list 
and going through all of your expenses and going through all of your incomes. So you, you can break things up into small pieces where it doesn't feel too overwhelming trying to do it all and figure it all out in one sitting. So make time for it. Put it on your calendar. Set a reminder if you need it because, you know, sometimes we forget and that's okay. But always use whatever you feel like is going to help you remember to do it and stay on track with it. So the next budgeting myth is making a budget is difficult and I hate math. Now, when I was younger in high school, I was great at math. It was the English that I really wasn't that good at. (laughs) I didn't like writing. I didn't like reading. I didn't like any of that. But I loved math like in high school and college. And then when I thought about budgeting, I'm thinking, oh, I got to crunch numbers and stuff. Like it was different in school when you're doing calculus and algebra. But when you have to handle numbers with your finances, that's like a whole different type of ball game because now I got to think about how much I make and how much I'm spending and figure out well, what bills is unnecessary. What do I need to cut out? How can I make some more money? What can I really do with my time to bring in some more money? So it's kind of like it goes deeper into the math when you're looking at your personal finances or business finances. So don't feel like you have to be this math expert. Because you don't. It can be so simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. And yes, in the beginning, it's going to feel, it may feel difficult. It may feel overwhelming, but that's totally okay because you have to build that muscle, that budgeting muscle. Like you have to stick with it long enough to create a workflow that really works for you. So the first month is probably going to be a mess. (laughs) The second month, still probably going to be a mess too. But that third month, fourth month, and beyond, you're, it's going to get easier. And you'll start to find new ways to budget because there's different ways to budget. And you may try it one way and you may feel like, oh, this doesn't really work for me. And y'all, if y'all hear this loud noise, it's my MacBook making noise. So I'm going to have to figure that out, y'all. So just bear with me if you hear this loud little humming sound. But anyways, let's continue. So the third budgeting myth is budget budgeting is boring. It is. It can be boring. <laughs> it can be boring in the beginning because it's like, especially if you're not really into numbers, if you're not into reading data, if you're not into organizing information, it's going to feel boring. But you have to figure out ways to make it fun, make it exciting. You have to figure out ways to... Uh, add it to your lifestyle where you don't feel like it's a chore or it's like this hard, you know, task that you're like dreading to do every time. You know, whenever you start to feel like, oh, I don't want to do this, you have to think about, okay, what is this going to help me do? I don't really want to do this budgeting, but I know budget is going to help me do X, Y, Z. So you have to keep those goals and those whys top of mind to force you to really get it done, you know, but over time it does get easier. All right, number four, next budgeting myth is I can do a budget in my head. I don't know about y'all, but I felt like that for years because I kind of felt like, you know, I don't really make a lot of money. You know, back when I was like in my younger 20s, I was like, I don't really make a lot of money. I don't really need to make a budget. I don't have, I'm not investing any money. I don't have much in my life financially. So why do I need to budget? I kind of felt like I was 
such on this low, small scale when it comes to income that I felt like, why put the energy into budgeting these few dollars that I get every month? <laughs> but what I realized is that it doesn't make, it doesn't matter if you make 20,000 a year, 30, 40, 50, 60, or if you're in six figures, it doesn't matter your amount that you're bringing in every month. You need to budget whatever you have because as you get older, as you get more experience, as you get more opportunities, you are going to come into more money and you want to make sure that you're always learning and growing when it comes to managing money. So if you're trying to manage $25,000 a year and you start to make $35,000 a year, the more money doesn't mean that you're going to manage it better. So you have to manage it at the level that you're at now. And as you continue to rise and increase your income, that your skills to manage your money becomes a whole lot better. So don't think that you can do it in your head because you won't remember everything. I used to think, well, I went to Target, I went to Walmart, I went to Kroger's, I went to the gas station, but you start to forget little stuff. You know, maybe you was at work and went to the snack machine, got you a drink or got you some chips, or maybe you went to the gas station, got you like a hot dog or something, or maybe you got some chips or some nachos. You know, it's like those little things that you spend that really adds up over time. And you're just like, when did I spend this much money? So you have to make sure you're remembering to keep track of all your expenses. And this meaning whether you are manually keeping track of it or if you're using some type of app or some type of spreadsheet or system to automatically track it for you. So don't feel like you got to do it in your head. Use tools, y'all. In 2022, there's like too much out there. There's so many different type of apps and platforms to help you keep organized, stay organized with your money so you don't have to make it complicated at all. It's just a matter of trying a few different ones to see which ones work better for you. So take the pressure off and don't try to do it all in your head because you'll forget. <laughs> all right. So we're going to go to budgeting myth number five. All right. So the next one is I budget by keeping track of everything that I spend. Now, that's not a bad thing of keeping track of what you spend because you need to keep track of your income and your expenses, meaning what you're spending your money on. But if you only keep track of the spending, you're only looking at what you spent, what you did already. You know, budgeting actually helps you not just look back at what has been going on, but it also allows you to plan ahead. You know, if you know you have a vacation coming up or if you got some car repairs coming up, like you can prepare for things, even if you're not sure, you know, what things may come up. You want to make sure you are you are making money and set aside that for things that's going to be coming up. And you don't want to only keep track of the spending because you want to look at your income. You want to see, well, what are my spending habits the last 30 days? What do I need to change for the next month? Because every budget may not look the same every month. Most of the times it's going to look different. And we know we have, you know, some, some expenses that are regular expenses every month, fixed expenses, right? Like your rent or your mortgage, you know, insurance payments, things like that. But there are some expenses that go up and down every month, like gas and food and your light bill and a whole list of other things, right? So, and sometimes you may have expenses that may not be every single month. Maybe it's every other month. Maybe it's every six months. So you want to make sure that you are not just looking at what you spent, 
but you want to see what can I do to prepare the next month's budget. Let's plan ahead too, because that's what's going to really help you with your money management skills is, you know, evaluating the past and planning for the future. All right. So number six, budgeting myth number six is a budget is too restrictive. So when I first started budgeting, I, I used to think I had to cut out all my fun stuff and I could only, you know, eat turkey sandwiches for breakfast, lunch and dinner, or, you know, I only could eat, you know, pinto beans and cornbread for lunch. I mean, I like some beans and cornbread still to this day, but I kind of felt like I had to eat the cheap meals all the time. I couldn't really eat nothing else. And I feel like I had to cut out eating out and I feel like I had to cut out, you know, going out and doing things. But what I've learned is that you don't have to cut out everything. You know, it really just depends on you, what your goals are, how much money you're working with, how much you're spending. What do you really need to cut back on? Now, there are going to be some things you need to cut back on, but I want you to know it doesn't have to be too restrictive. So like for me, I always like to eat out. And I realized, you know what, I don't have to cut it out completely, but I could spend less. Let me just kind of gradually decrease what I'm spending every month and I can still enjoy going out to eat somewhere. But maybe it's not every day or even every week. Maybe it's only once or twice a month. Um, we all have something that we spend our money on that we love and enjoy that makes us feel good. So you don't want to take everything away. If you just cut out all the fun stuff you're not going to last. It's just kind of like you're on a diet or I don't really like the word diet anymore. It's kind of like you're on some type of, you know, meal plan and you just cut out all the, I guess, junk, if you consider it something junk or bad foods. Um, and I don't like the word bad foods, bad foods either, but you just really have to think about, you, you shouldn't just go cold turkey and cut out everything. Because you won't last. You'll probably last for maybe a couple of days or maybe a week or so. And then you right back to where you were. So I always encourage people to find where are you spending the most money or a lot of money and find ways to maybe cut back for a period of time. And if you're in a position where you're like, you know what, I don't want to cut back on eating out or shopping or, or doing these other things, then now we got to figure out, well, how can I make more money to still support my current lifestyle, but then also have extra money to put towards paying off debt or taking more trips or whatever your goals are in your life. So don't feel like your budget has to be too restrictive. Now, you may have to make some changes so you can be more disciplined and reach some money goals, but it doesn't have to be too restrictive where you're cutting out all the things that you typically enjoy on a regular basis. All right, budgeting myth number seven. There are always unexpected expenses, so why bother to budget? So unexpected expenses. So we know that things happen. Life happens, right? You know, there's been times where I've had where my tire blew out. Did I expect that to happen? No. But I know one day something is going to happen to my car where it's going to be need to something needs to be replaced or repaired on my car. Or maybe I need to go to the dentist and my insurance is not going to cover everything. And maybe I need some more money to put towards that. Like things are going to happen. Is That's why we've been told for years to have an emergency fund, right? Because you want to have some money available just in case something happens that you didn't plan for. 
So that's why that should be in your budget. You should have like a line item in your budget and call it whatever you want. It's going to make you feel better. You can call it emergency fund. You could call it unexpected stuff, unexpected expenses. Uh, you can call it what I call mines. I call mines. I got it. I got it fun. That way I know if something happens that I didn't expect, I, can, I have some money to pull from. And it doesn't mean that you have to have the total. You know, let's say you needed your car fixed, right? And it was $1,200, right? Let's say you have $500 in your savings. I'm sure that $500 can make a huge difference because now you're like, oh, I only have to come up with a less amount. I don't have to come up with the whole $1,200 because I have $500 in my savings. Now, we do want to work towards having more than $500 in your savings, but that could be a start for you. Even if you don't have anything saved, even saving $50 is a start. So you want to have a line item. You could call it miscellaneous. You could call it anything you want, but have a certain area in your budget that you're setting money aside for things that you need and want in the future. Because it's not a, a matter of if something's going to happen, something will happen. You know, that's just how it is. Just think about the last several times things happened and it was unexpected. How did you feel? Well, actually, let me let me change that. When was the last time something happened that was unexpected and you didn't have the money or you didn't have all the money for it? Think about how that made you feel. That helped me start putting money aside for unexpected stuff. Because I remember way back in the day, y'all, when I would always have a tire that blow out, I would go to, you know, the little hood tire place and get me like a little used tire or I'd get them to plug my tire. Like I would never buy new tires, period. I'm like, because like when I would go look at how much new tires cost, back then I just felt discouraged because I was like, I can't pay several hundreds of dollars for brand new tires. So I would always just go get me a little used tire or, or try to get them to plug my raggedy tire that's already old and raggedy. And then one day when I was actually living in Colorado several years ago, I bought brand new tires for the car that I had at the time. It felt so good that I knew I could get four brand new tires and I'm, and I'm not unable to pay for something else. Like I had the money there. It didn't wipe out my savings account. I could pay for those four tires and I still have money left over in my savings account. That felt good because I struggled for so long not being able to get that. Now, to some people, that may not be a big deal. But for me, getting brand new tires was a major accomplishment in my life. So I just want you to think about times where something unexpected happened. You didn't have the money for it. You probably didn't feel good about it. You probably felt stressed sad, you felt, you know, you probably had too much pride to ask for help. Just think about how you felt and not, and that you don't want to go back there. So you want to make sure you're putting money aside for those unexpected things because they're going to come. All right. Number eight, budgeting, budgeting myth number eight. Budgeting means I can't go out to eat anymore. I hate cooking. Now, I just I just talked about the food stuff, right? So for those of you out there who hate cooking or don't have time to cook or don't make the time to cook, you don't necessarily have to um, cut out going out to eat. You just have to make a plan for it. Look at your expenses and your income. 
Maybe you can't spend $300 eating out. Maybe you can only spend $75. And once that $75 is gone, don't be trying to creep up into some other budgeting areas to try to move some stuff over or transfer from your savings account to your checking account so you can get some more, you know, eating out money. Like, no, you got to be an adult and tell yourself, look, I'm going to stay committed to this budget plan because I know this is going to get me to my next level. I know I can eat out more, spend more on eating out later, but for right now, I got to stick to the $75 a month this time. Or maybe you don't eat out at all. Maybe you plan for the whole month eating at home. Or maybe your budgeting for for eating out is $150. All I'm saying is whatever number you choose, pick that number and stick to it. When you get tempted, this is where you got to have these reminders every day, y'all. And you have to have these accountability part partners like checking in with you to make sure you stand on track. And you got to have, you know, like what, what I mentioned before, having these reminders like sticky notes on the wall or having um, something in your wallet where you're going to see it every day reminding you, you got food at home. I know it's easy to just spend the money, but you have the food at home. And maybe for you, it's not food. Maybe it's something else that you overspend on that you may need to kind of hit the brakes temporarily. So don't think you have to cut it out. You just have to put that in the budget. Put eating out in the budget and set an amount and stick to it. Got to stick to it. That's that's building that discipline muscle. All right, so number nine, budgeting myth number nine, it's not the right time for me. So there's a lot of times we may think budgeting in this season in my life is not going to work for a variety of reasons. Maybe you feel like you so focused on some other things that maybe budgeting may not be a priority for you right now. But if you're someone who uh, constantly is stressed about money or overwhelmed, or you feel like you're living paycheck to paycheck, what have you tried to make a change in your life? If what you've done hasn't been working for you, and you really haven't gave budgeting a try or you haven't tried in a long time, it's probably a good time for you to put a date in your calendar and sit down uninterrupted. Don't have social media popping up. Put your phone on. Do not disturb. Don't take no calls. Like I know for me, um, when I put my phone on do not disturb, there's only two people that can get through. You know how you can set certain people that can still get through if they call And those two people is my mom and my daughter. (laughs) That's it. I just feel like anybody else could probably wait because they probably don't want nothing anyway. Um, But yes, set time to actually make the time to do your budget. Like I said earlier, you have to make space and time for it. And you have to be consistent with it every single week in order for you to really see change. And You may feel like it's not the right time, but when is the right time? There's never really a right time. Because if you say, you know what, I think I'll start in February, then February is going to get here and you're going to make another excuse. (laughs) Then April going to come and you're like, you know what? Because April, y'all, April is financial literacy month. So you're probably going to see a lot of stuff about money in April, too. You're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to wait till April because that just feels better. Give me a little time to prepare. Trust me. You're just going to make another excuse and be like, oh, it's not the right time. There's never a right time for anything. I learned that 
a long time ago that there's never the right time, the perfect time. The best time is right now, just working with what you got and learning and growing as you put in the work. So don't feel like you have to wait on the right time because the right time will never come. Trust me, y'all. All right. So number 10, which is the last budgeting myth. I make plenty of money. I don't need a budget. Now, y'all, I don't know if you checked out some previous videos of mine, but I shared, you know, went like the first time I reached making six figures, which was $120,000 a year. I was like, which is about $10,000 a month uh, gross. So I was like, why do I need to budget? I had that mindset, y'all. This was 2000, this was the end of 2014 going into 2015. I told myself, I'm making way more money than I used to make. I don't need a budget. Budget for what? I was getting paid every week. So whatever I spent, I'm like, you know what? I'm getting another check in a few days. So it really don't, I don't need to budget because I'm getting another check next week. Whatever I spent, I'm good because I'm getting another big check. But what I realized is that I, even though I made more, I was spending more. And sometimes we don't realize it because we're just enjoying the money. It's coming in. It's, you know, we're getting comfortable because we know that check is coming every Friday. But reality sets in when that check isn't coming in anymore. So, you know, I do a lot of contract work. So I don't have a job where it's, you know, Monday through Friday, typical nine to five all throughout the year. I have contract work where it's only a certain number of months throughout the year and it starts and then it ends. And if you didn't save any money or if you didn't invest anything and you didn't manage your money well, you're going to be real depressed during those months where you don't have that money coming in. And I had that reality check. The first contract that I worked, I didn't save anything because I was just enjoying this big money coming in. To me, it was big at the time. And I just said, I don't need to budget. But once it was over, I did get another contract, you know, a month later. So it wasn't a huge gap in time um, where I went without another contract. But it does make you realize that it doesn't matter how much money you make. You need to be budgeting it. You need to know your numbers. You need to know exactly how much money you have coming in before and after taxes. With a lot of the contract work I did, some was paid as a W-2 and some was paid as a 1099. The last few years it's been 1099. So I don't have all that stuff coming out of my paycheck. I'm having to plan ahead. I'm having to take out an amount and set it aside for taxes. I'm having to keep track of my expenses so I can write them off. So it's like, you still need to budget no matter what you make, no matter how you're paid, no matter what type of job you have. You have to be you have to create a system that's going to work for you. And you're you're never too successful or you're never too um, on the higher income side to budget. So whether if you are low income in the middle range or average income or you're a high income earner, you have to organize your finances. You have to organize them. And if you know you struggle with it, this may be a time that you need to ask for help. This help could be somebody that you pay to help you, or you can have somebody that help you for free. There are lots of free resources out there. There's lots of nonprofit organizations in your city that help people for free with their money. And then there's other uh, options where you do have to pay 
a professional to either work with you one-on-one or work with you in a group setting or work with you with other type of programs that they may have to actually help you get on track. And I tried to do it by myself for a long time, y'all, because I was like, I can't afford to hire anybody to help me. That was my main excuse. I can't afford to pay anybody to help me. But what I realized is that I was putting, I was giving, I was putting myself at a disservice by not paying for help. Paying for help helped push me along way much quicker than me trying to figure it out by myself. And there are times where I did seek some free help too, but you get to a point where free help can only take you so far. Then you have to invest in yourself with time and money to get that help that you need to break out of that living paycheck to paycheck lifestyle. And I just want to tell you that I don't want you to feel like you are not worthy or you're not good enough because you are not this budgeting master. I'm not a budgeting master. Nobody is a master at budgeting. Yes, we all may have different experiences with budgeting, but things change. There's so many new ways that pop up on how to budget your money better all the time. And then our lifestyles change. You know, things happen in our lives and that will cause us to have to switch up the way we manage our money. So as long as you're willing to learn new things, new ways of managing money, as long as you are willing to grow, as long as you are willing to accept feedback from a professional, because if you are talking with a professional, they're there to help you. And sometimes they're going to say some stuff you may not want to hear. And that was hard for me because I'm like, I don't need nobody to tell me how to do this because I should know. But what I had to realize is that I wasn't the professional at that time. And clearly what I was doing wasn't working. So I realized I needed to listen to someone else and try their plan to change my life. And it started with budgeting because I never used to do it. So if you are someone who has never done a budget or it's been a while since you budgeted, please make sure you set some time between now and Sunday. It's Thursday, (laughs) y'all. So set some time one of the next couple of days to sit down with yourself, at least block out an hour of your time, and just go through your expenses and your income. Go. The easiest way to start is going through your checking account. Whatever primary checking account you have, just look at the last 30 days and make a list of all the deposits. Make a list of all of the transactions that's going out and put those in categories. You know, all the food stuff, whether it's groceries or eating out, put that in a category. Your household bills, like the main ones, like the utilities, like uh, rent, light bill, water bill, internet, cable, phone, all of that. Insurance. What other services do you pay for? You know, like those subscriptions like Netflix, Amazon Prime, (laughs) you know, you have to think about it. Like once you start digging through it, you'll start to realize you're probably paying for way more than you thought and you can get organized, but work on it every single week, y'all. And if you feel yourself getting overwhelmed, just stop, take a moment, pause, listen to some music, maybe take a little bite to eat, maybe go outside and walk around, get some fresh air and then come back and regroup and get back at it. And if you need some help, call a friend, call someone that you value their opinion, get some tips, get some advice, or you can just be on YouTube like you are now, watch some videos to get some more information because there's just so many resources out there. So those are 10 budgeting myths. Again, I'm going to link that article 
in the show notes so you can take a look at the full article if you want to get some more details on it. And I also want to encourage you to listen to this week's newest episode of Financially Free with Cleo podcast. So the regular episodes come out every Tuesday. And this week was part two of my Start Fresh series. So it's episode 41 and it's called Choosing a Thing for Your Life. So you can watch it on YouTube or you can check it out on any of the audio podcasting platforms like Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. So I hope you will tune into a live edition of Financially Free with Cleo podcast next week on Thursday. Every Thursday I'm here live on YouTube. And of course, the replay will be available on YouTube and the replay is also going to be posted on uh, the audio platforms as well. So just take some time out to check out the episode this week. Let me know your thoughts and I will see you next week. Bye bye. You can be financially free with Cleo.